it's up to her. And we're all about the paradox. Yeah. If it gets to our turn. Yeah. And she and she, her face is completely flat, and she just says, "Paradox." And yeah. then I just lost it. I just yeah. like started shouting. I ran around <laughs> the house. It was crazy. It was a crazy moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Welcome everybody to Two Asians One Board. This is our new podcast uh, about board gaming. And uh, as you guessed it, run by two Asians. We're your hosts. My name is Darren, and this is... Rio All right. And um, we are uh, starting this new podcast to talk about board games. And um, we decided actually not to do um, reviews because, I don't know, that board game space is really saturated, right? Uh, Not only podcasts, but YouTube a lot of YouTube videos. A lot of YouTube yeah. videos on reviews. And, you know, with Kickstarter these days, they get the board games like one or two years in advance. Mm-hmm. And then you put out a review like two years later. Not really. I don't know. It's not the most appetizing after. <laughs> or I guess there there is a there is techni- technically a space to compare different things. But, yeah. but I yeah. do find that like the earlier yeah, you are in the game, the, yeah. the easier you can. So we're going to do a podcast actually talking about other aspects of the board game hobby. And uh, we'll talk a little bit later about some of the topics that we'll be talking about. But uh, before we do that, uh, let's introduce ourselves. So Rio, do you want to go first and introduce yourself? Absolutely. Yeah, my name is uh, Rio. Um, I am from Japan originally, um, but I was raised quite all over the place in the Netherlands, in China, and Canada for the past 10 years or so um, and uh, uh, yeah I've been uh, I've been playing all different sorts of board games or games in general in the different contexts that I have lived in uh, so it's it's uh, and and like the more like traditional board games is something that I kind of really encountered more recently and beforehand it was the cultural things that exist in the Asian side uh that i was playing and i didn't know all the western things that existed i think i was the evil person that introduced you you to euro game yeah 100 (laughs) percent. so so how did that happen just tell people uh how this fateful episode happened it was on my uh wedding anniversary oh that's right yeah you guys came over to play games on your wedding anniversary (laughs) it was yeah after we had our anniversary afternoon lunch slash like late late uh, well late lunch early dinner we also had accidentally made plans to play board games with you that day and we were like well we said yes so we gotta and you committed through. that's uh, yep there's the commitment right there i knew these guys are into it if they came on their wedding anniversary yeah so that that was a wingspan that we played that night and uh uh the well it's mostly the wife that uh, really got into all the eggs and the cute nest that Wingspan came with and also all the birds. And uh, yeah, on, on our way back home that night, we were browsing on the internet, seeing where we can get one of those copies of the games ourselves. And uh, we basically received the, a copy of Wingspan in two days time, I think. And so how long, that was probably what, about a year ago? About a year and a half. Year, a year, year and a half? Bit. Yeah. 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 And that was during the time when Wingspan was the hotness. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was using it as a gateway game to get 
people hooked. And I think since then, you guys have used it we've, many times in a similar manner. We've used it. We've influenced a number of friends, family to, to buy it or to gift it. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, like, we, we haven't had a negative like, review from that so far. So I think, I think it, it still truly holds a strong value as an intro game for people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's probably why it's so popular. Um, and, uh, so, um, yeah. What about yourself? So I have been a gamer my whole life at various types, video gaming for sure. Since, you know, the eighties with the Nintendo and, uh, dabbling in board games more recently. I think, um, before we had our kid, me and my wife would occasionally play some games with friends. We played um, I think Agricola was one of our earliest games that we actually purchased many years ago. Still have it. Um, and we even like kind of got all the special animal meeples and stuff for that game. Nice. Um, we used to play a game called City of Horrors, which is about like surviving like a zombie, uh, kind of like a party game almost. Mm -hmm. We played that once with a whole bunch of friends, but never really seriously into it i used to play magic the gathering a lot in high school i kind of redabbled in that Amazing. um yeah. i tried netrunner which was a great card game actually but then they stopped making it so i'm always dabbling i used to go to like a local board game meetup but never really got into the games and then um covid had three silver linings for me anyway number one showed me that i was working too much so mm. that's great mm -hmm. Secondly, introduced me to cycling. And then third, gave us a lot of time to play games. Yes. And the inch, we, uh, I used to run a YouTube channel doing like tabletop gaming. So I had yeah. this elaborate stream set up in my basement. Mm -hmm. And so because we couldn't go anywhere, we actually set up a stream uh, game with like overhead cameras and stuff mm -hmm. to play with some friends of ours in Toronto. And yeah. we used to play every Saturday night like on live stream and then we ended up playing like pandemic legacy over the course of many months that's fantastic and we yeah. still meet up with them on some saturdays to do online board gaming mm -hmm. but then then we started playing uh, me and a couple of friends warhammer friends we started playing um gloomhaven mm -hmm. again online yeah. uh and, you know you have to exchange components in that game so i would dead drop them in my mailbox and they'd come and pick them up in the mailbox and sanitize them <laughs> so it was hardcore and we played yeah. that for like a year and a half um mm -hmm. virtually we never played it in person um to this day never well we eventually we kind of finished it yeah. but yeah we played that for like a year and a half through the thick of thickest part of the pandemic oh my goodness yeah, yeah. and then uh, uh my own family we picked up uh clank legacy mm -hmm. and we played that for like whatever the 12 games it is and um, we played other legacy games as well. And then it kind of just steamrolled from there. And then we've just been uh, grabbing a lot of games. Um, used to have some connections with uh, suppliers. So used to get a lot of games just for promotional purposes. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, you can ask my, my wife, when I get into something, I get into something. And yeah. uh, so <laughs> that's kind of what's happened if you can look at the, uh, the uh, shelf in our basement over there. That's but, incredible. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I just, I like to get other people into it. Mm -hmm. And so you guys were easily convinced. <laughs> and now what we play like every Sunday, we try and play every, every Sunday, Sunday night. Something. Yeah. yeah. Trying. I feel like we haven't had any uh, repeats of a game yet at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, we should go back and repeat, but uh, it's always yeah. nice to play new things. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the joys of, 
of the board game hobby is actually opening the games. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am a, I, I, I love opening a new game and like the, the whole plastic wrap coming off of a game is something that I thoroughly enjoy, but uh, not so much my wife. Like I, it's, it's interesting where, where I, I think that I would need to wait until she is there to open a game, but then she doesn't show the amount of appreciation that I feel when yeah. I open a game. My kid loves it. Yeah. And uh, nice. I really like that that suction and that noise when you first pull the lid off. Yeah. And it's like Yeah, the suspense. It's like hard to get it off. Yeah. And then like popping the pieces like mm. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So that's a little bit about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And um so oh, we will um definitely kind of hit on some of the things that um we like to play and actually why don't we talk now about some recent games played recent games played uh just last week um we were playing yeah uh, you guys came over yeah. and we played uh, septima septima together yeah that was such a fun game um we recently also purchased a game called uh or it wasn't a purchase it was gifted uh by a friend of ours um uh, which is essentially like an escape room type of uh, game. Uh, and the name of that is slipping off my mind. Is it one of the exit or unlock games? Or unlock. Is it an escape room yeah, type one of game? Yeah, one of the unlock games. Yeah, yeah there are many unlock games. Yeah. Uh, but we, we have never played it before. And uh, just two days ago, we played one of them. And we did terrible. Well, we, we, <laughs> we went overtime. We didn't quite finish in the one hour that was given to us. Uh, but we had... A blast. We also recently got Sherlock um, mm -hmm. as one of the Sherlock Holmes as one of the games to do together. We like delved into too many like uh, games that went against each other, and not too many that were co-op based or like heavily like supporting each other in it. Other than Spirit Island, Spirit Island is my wife's absolute favorite game. I'm I'm okay about it, <laughs> but so what what yeah. kind of games do you like? That's a great question. Um, I, I think one of the games that I've enjoyed the most, uh, there are two actually. Both are re relatively heavier Euro games. So uh, Carnegie uh, is one that I really thoroughly enjoyed. Um, the balance between the charity side of things as well as building your own business is yeah. such a intricate balance that you need to find. When we played that maybe like a couple of months ago? Or? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and Lisboa is another one that I... I'm just trying to get anyone to play with me, but uh, I've <laughs> been failing to do so. I've, we need to play that because I've also been trying to get people to play. I've played once with my daughter. Uh, mm. I believe she beat me. Yeah. My daughter's nine years old. By the way. <laughs> um, she's a little bit of a board game savant. Um, but um, yeah, we, we need to play that like very soon. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. you're a bit behind on the Lacerda games. I have I a few a Lacerdas you haven't played yet. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, so do you tend to like the heavier Euro-style games then? Is that what you gravitate towards? I would say so. If you had so. The, all the time in the world? If I had all the time in the world and if I had like uh, the the brain that I is required to do those heavy games. Or sometimes I think it takes a couple of runs until you're comfortable with it. Um, and I'm certainly not the fastest to get there either. Uh, but um, I, the, the, the type of games in regards to those like Euro games tend to be a bit of mixture between Yu-Gi-Oh! and then also Catan almost. <laughs> <how I>, Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and Catan. 
Yeah. Okay. So Yu-Gi-Oh is what I like. I I was uh, I I spent way too much money on Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> in my childhood. We years. all did stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that it was um, it was something that I like building your deck that like makes the most sense. Every card that you know is there for a purpose. Like there is there is that deck building aspect with a lot of the Euro games that I've played, and also then Catan. Like during the pandemic, like the initial part of the pandemic. I had a couple of friends that I would play Catan with um, almost like every other day. Were they in your bubble? They were in my, they were in my bubble, yeah. <laughs> we kept your each Catan other bubble. Close. My Catan bubble. We played virtually, we played in person. And I think uh, that, that Catan will always hold a really special place in my heart as well. And I think the heavier Euro games really brings a lot of those aspects together. Um, and yeah, it's it's once, once you figure it out, once things click in the game, uh, it's... There's nothing like it. Yeah, awesome. yeah, I think uh, I'm probably pretty similar, which is probably why we ended up playing so many games because um, <laughs> we like similar games. Which mm -hmm. I do tend to like the meaty, heavy Euro style games where you can really, where it's more about strategy and tactics than about luck. Yeah. Um, and um, and I, I like a game where if you're better at it, you'll win. Yeah. So, you know somebody playing their first game shouldn't necessarily just be able to like beat you just right. because <laughs> something went their way right um and so i tend to gravitate toward games like that as well mm -hmm. um definitely to play with you with the family we play all different sorts of games my wife tends to prefer slightly lighter games mm -hmm. and my daughter will just play whatever yeah. <laughs> i guess but um okay. you know when you're playing with more people it it, it it's a little bit different. We we know we don't like co-op games, for example. Mm. We don't we're not very cooperative on the yeah. game board, so <laughs> we definitely don't like co-op games. And so, even though I have every other Lacerda, I don't have the co-op one. Mm. Um, but um, and uh, w which was interesting because when we play Clank Legacy, it's kind of cooperative, but then somebody has to win too. So it's a yeah. it was an interesting interesting game. But uh, definitely leaning more towards the heavier games. Um, that reminds me of Dead of Winter, actually. It's uh, one of the co-op games where there is also an assassin. So it's cooperative, but then if the assassin or like the person, the single person that can uh, get to kind of get away with their objectives, then they win the game. So yeah. it's you're you're cooperatively working while there's one person that's constantly lying to your yeah in the face like it's a. Uh, it's a fun game. We have this party game called Jalapagos where you're kind of stuck on a desert island with a bunch of people and you can play up to like 12 players. Mm -hmm. And it starts off cooperative. You have to fish for food and get water and build a raft to get off the island before the storm hits. Mm -hmm. But then it becomes quick, quickly apparent that not everybody can get off. <laughs> and so then it starts to become uncooperative. It's a survival mode. <laughs> Everyone is on survival mode. <laughs> so that's always a fun party game to break out when there's a lot of people around. Um, awesome. So to your point, Leo, yeah. and and one of the cool things about these games is if you play them more, you get better at it. Yeah. Um, and like so, recently, me and my daughter played Ark Nova about four times in a, in like a two week span. Wow. Um, a because we got the new Marine World expansion, which really makes the game better. It was already a great game. Yeah. Um, and then just really getting into the meat and bones of like how to be really good at this game, mm. and um, yeah. and. The game actually gets better and better the more you actually appreciate the complexity of the strategy in it. 
Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I remember recall um, the first time I've ever played Ark Nova with you. Uh, and your daughter and uh, that was a long well, time ago now that must be one of the ago. first games we we played and i yeah i somehow won i recall and yeah. uh, i didn't know what i did to win <laughs> but but like the cards just kind of worked its magic to to get to get to me i guess but um but i also think that that was probably earlier on when you didn't quite understand yeah. the full strategy behind things well and, what we were doing back then is i would get a game I would learn it. I'd play it with my daughter, and then we'd play with you. So we weren't much ahead of you in terms of how to play these games. <laughs> which helped us, which helped me being like being uh, feeling not too left out in the game as well. Because I think a danger of playing the game too much is like the, the it'll be hard to find someone that will be at your same the same level that can enjoy with you as well, right? Like it's uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I tend to gravitate towards those kinds of games as well. What kind of games don't you like? There's a kind of game where you just be like, I don't want to play that. So, so um, it's something that I it's it's um, it depends on who I play with. Uh, with my wife in particular, who is my gaming partner for life, and pretty much like most of the games that we play. Well, you're just is, stuck. You're just stuck. Yeah, right? we're we're stuck <laughs> with one another, and uh, we're we're playing games together. So, um, chess-like games um, is something that I realized that um it's not that i don't like it i just know that i if i play against her i will lose with <laughs> great certainty and what like the it, the fun kind of gets sucked out of it the moment i already know from the get-go that she is seven ahead. wasn't that happening with wingspan where like you just couldn't win it's like for, repeatedly losing that that happened with wingspan as well um <laughs> for a couple of times but then i i, I started to get a hang of it myself uh, okay. as well and uh recent most recently for her birthday i actually got her um uh how you killed me or now now you the, the that time you killed me um which is basically like a chess gay chess type of game where you are going through three dimensions of like the past present and the future um, and uh, you're time traveling and trying to kill your opponent uh, in every way possible. And I somehow won once, and I don't think I will ever win again in that game against my wife now that she fully understands the rules. So that, that's, I, I think that's the type of game that I, I should just, I guess, practice and get good at. Um, but also at the same time, at this point in time, at my skill level against my wife, yeah. I do not like playing chess-like games at the moment or strategy games like as such yeah yeah what about yourself do you have any games that you dislike in particular that you would i'm not actually a big fan of deduction type games mm -hmm. like uh werewolf or like avalon you know where you have to like try and figure out if somebody's lying or blushing i'm not a good bluffer i'm never good <laughs> at poker i can't yeah. read people's faces mm -hmm. and i'm just not good at those kinds of games and so i don't really enjoy playing them yeah um it, i don't mind party games yeah. um but those kind of social deduction type games i don't really like those yeah um yeah. I, I don't like anything that involves too much rolling yeah although i don't mind if it involves rolling but there are strategic ways of mitigating bad rolls like castle of burgundy I think yeah is so fantastic i think that's fine to have rolling and to have dice but you need to be able to do something with crappy luck yeah. otherwise it just feels bad yeah it just um, feels like there's no control yeah. over it and you just yeah, yeah you just, actually we, we had a game recently of uh, a game called rolling heights mm -hmm. 
Um, and what's interesting about that game is you don't roll dice, is you roll meeples. Oh. Um, so it's kind of fun. Uh, like it's totally luck, right? Like you're just rolling these meeples and you hope they stand up. But it's kind of fun because you're just rolling meeples and you have to decide. You have ways of re-rolling and you have to. It's a little bit of push your luck, and then you can also you have to decide because you can only roll ten at a time at the most. Mm. So you have to decide which meeples you want to roll on any particular turn. So actually, that all distracts you from the fact that you're just random rolling meeples into a box. Right. Um, right. But so it's a little bit of a twist on the dice rolling. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I generally don't like. Where you just have to like roll dice, and I guess that maybe why you eventually stop playing Warhammer because mm, you know yes. like it can just be so you just feel really bad when your dice are not going that way, and mm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, those are kind of the main games. I'm I'm pretty game to play anything to be yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give everything a chance. Yeah. Um, but I tend to stay away from those kind of games. Like if I have a choice of want to buy one. Yeah, something that I realized recently that I didn't think I would like, that I did like more than I thought, um, is Mind Management. It's a essentially hidden movement game. Um, I hadn't played any hidden movement games up until that game, and uh, well, so far, technically, I've only played solo mode against the computer because um, <laughs> I've never been, I've not been able to convince anyone to play with me yet. We gotta get it on, we gotta get it on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, it's, it's such a fun feeling to be the one, especially to be the one hiding and uh, try to find your way uh, while or or even deduction like the detective work of finding out where someone is and getting close and feeling that suspense uh, is uh, something that I uh, don't think many other forms of games is able to create uh, especially on a board game setting yeah uh, so that's something that I um, yeah I recently discovered that I liked without uh, without knowing it existed yeah we need to yeah. play that because I looked at that game long and hard to say do I want this game when it was first out and it yeah. had really good reviews I'm like oh, I don't know if I really like that kind of it's kind of like social deduction like the hidden movement aspect of it yeah but uh, now you got it we're definitely going to try it so uh, 100% yeah it's, it's slightly different from the uh yeah the deduction is more it you you actually get to find the clues that are on the map so it it does feel there's less guesswork and actual detective work almost that you can put in so uh and and it's like uh uh counting cards like once if you if you're really aware of all the things that people have like people visited uh, or the the person that's trying to get away uh visit then you you can deduct to them like to pinpoint it but it's hard to remember the things. Do you think that, because one of the reasons that social deduction is a problem for me is I think you can learn mm-hmm. what people, how people play, yeah. especially if you play with the same people or yeah. they're your friends or family. Mm-hmm. Do you think that game would suffer from that? So actually it... Like the that, same person is always going to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think uh, it, it tries to mitigate that by, um, by having people... Uh, with special powers, special abilities, where you can like teleport to a certain space uh, oh, okay. from one place to another, which makes it uh, makes it harder for the detectives that are trying to catch the thief or the I don't know exactly the words right now, but uh, yeah. but there 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 are aspects that really uh, uh, they they worked on to make it make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Um. So I I would say yeah it, it's. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't think that it's a game that you would play every single day for like the rest of your life. It's it's a once in a while type of game because yeah, definitely once 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 you get a hang of how people 
play or how people move like yeah. you, you can make easier predictions of it yeah okay um do you have um a standout moment from your recent gaming that you really really enjoyed or felt really accomplished i think well the not per an accomplishment per se but i think uh well kampan ev was my very first lacerda vital lacerda game and ian o'toole game that i've played and that was just like a mind-blowing experience i think you you won that game right? i won that game that that helped to make that experience a positive one uh but like um yeah if you like for anyone listening um if you have never played a vital lacerda game it's just a true work of art that like it's the biggest board games i've ever seen with your own very personal board that has inserts that are just beautifully done um and uh yeah the whole process is very logical there are very logical things to do but also at the same time there's so much to do um and uh kanban even in particular i i uh yeah, I just didn't know that such inter- like such uh, intricacy in a board game existed. So I think winning that, a Lacerda yeah. game definitely feels good. Yeah, because you a you put in a lot of time. Yeah, so it's good to come out at the end of that and just yeah, feel three like three hours oh, yeah. later. Yeah, I won. Great, that's won. awesome. Um, yeah. But also, like, yeah, especially if you feel like it was all clicking the way you expected it to, and you mm-hmm. didn't just kind of fluke it out, yeah. then um, then that feels good to be able to put that together because yeah, it's just I was like a big puzzle. Getting ahead of Karen, basically, I was able to predict where Karen was going to be to to. Sandra, oh, yeah. Sandra, uh, Sandra. Never mind. Karen is. <laughs> Karen is. Not... No comment about Karen. Yeah. Okay. No comment about Karen. Sandra is the one that was uh, after my butt. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've like two moments. I guess that stand out. One is before we had our kid, we played with a couple of friends of ours and and her brother, um, Game of Thrones board game. Mm. Yeah. If you've ever played this game, it is a very epic long game Mm -hmm. we played from like middle of the afternoon to like two or three in the morning oh my goodness and i i don't even remember who won i don't think i won it kind (laughs) of didn't matter we were just glad to finish and that just felt like an accomplishment to actually finish finish. that game (laughs) um so that was one and then the other one was actually when we played uh cat in the box cat in the box oh this is a great moment it doesn't actually have anything to do with me but we were playing cat in the box and if you're Playing Cat in the Box, it's a trick-taking game yeah. where you have to um, just play tricks like normal, but you can decide what uh, what kind of suit the card is when you play it. Mm-hmm. And But you, you can't obviously repeat the card. Yeah. And so there will yeah. come a time in the round when a person won't be able to play a card because that card, the, the number is already assigned and the, the color is already being taken or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that's called a paradox. And so yeah. I remember we were playing, uh, us and you and your wife, and yeah. then mm-hmm. she took about five or ten minutes at the beginning of that round thinking, thinking about what yeah. to play, like yeah. in complete silence. <laughs> and then the final trick of the round, it's up to her, and we're all about the paradox yeah. if it gets to our turn. Yeah. And she and her face is completely flat, and she just says, paradox and then i just lost it i just yeah. like started shouting i ran around the house it was crazy it was a crazy moment <laughs> yeah i recall i recall that moment <laughs> you just running around and just just uh 
Because the tension was high. Yeah, the tension was super high. <laughs> we were thinking, oh, she's just thinking about what to play. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she knew she was paradoxing minutes before and just held it in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a great moment. Yeah, I, I recall that moment as well. And I think, uh, um, yeah, a couple of days after we bought Cat in the Box. So we were like, although she paradoxed, I, although she was in like a big, she, she dig, dug herself into a really deep hole where I, I think she never came out of, but uh, uh, we did thoroughly enjoy yeah, Cat in the Box. It's a great well. game. It's yeah, a great game. Such a fun game. So like other games I've played recently, so me and my daughter, we try and play games a lot if we can. I've mm-hmm. uh, recently picked up some games, Bitoku. Actually, we've been on a bit of a Japanese theme uh, binge recently. So Mm -hmm. we just played this game called Botoku, which is basically a worker placement game. Point salady. Very beautiful game. Um, It seems very difficult to play, but actually it's very easy to play. Um, So that was enjoyable. We've had another Japanese theme game, The White Castle, which, of course, The White Castle is referring to Himeji Castle. So that's kind of just like a smaller version of Bitoku. It's dice placement, and it's tight because you only get nine turns. Um, And so you really got to... It's very crunchy. So mm-hmm. you think, oh, it's only nine turns. Oh, this game will be over in no time. But yeah. you you think about it. Um, yeah. And so it's a deceptively small but crunchy game. Uh, and then um, um, we, another Japanese theme game we got recently was Iki, which yeah. we have to play again. We didn't really get a chance to play that um, more than once. I saw some pictures. It looked beautiful. another beautiful yeah. game um, oh, with very uh, Japanese exactly yeah. so. Art. And then, of course, we played Septima last weekend, which yeah. I love. That game is great. It has some interesting elements to it. The artwork is amazing, mm-hmm. and it's just a nice... Um, it's just a great game. Yeah. Uh, Darwin's Journey we got recently. Mm-hmm. I think I waited like a year and a half for, to finally get that game. Yeah. Um, and that's a nice, crunchy, again, worker placement game. Mm-hmm. Of course, we played Ark Nova like four times. Yeah. Love it every time. <laughs> One of my top three games probably for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played a, a, a few weeks ago, we played Hegemony. Hegemony. Devoted yeah. a whole afternoon. It was It was a game. <laughs> that was a game. Hegemony is a game. And uh, I, I, I was teaching my daughter how to play that. And I had to before I could do that. I had to teach her about concepts like capitalism and uh, neoliberalism. And it's, uh, it's <laughs> such a good. Uh, it, it's so true. And the the gameplay holds like really true to what it actually. What each of those were the working class, the capitalist, yeah. the government. Like it's all so. So true like to it's what a that difficult is. game yeah. to learn, but actually it really makes sense. Yeah. What yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. during the game and the rules make sense. There's nothing mm-hmm. that's there just for game sake yeah. it's like you want more working workers you need to raise immigration so yeah, exactly. it, it, it all actually makes a lot of sense it's a great game i, I hope we can get that on the table yeah, i more. yeah i recall being the working class i needed more immigrants like or uh, more people to be on my site and they never showed up because uh, of the policies that were in place that were not in my favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a great game. Yeah. Um, I recently introduced some of our colleagues to uh, gaming using... I've switched from Wingspan now to Viticulture, Viticulture as yeah. my gateway game, another Stonemire game. Yeah. Super, uh, not that difficult, but a nice strategic worker placement game. 
easy to get a hold of, easy to play, uh, great game, and also great to play with a glass of wine. I believe that was the second game that you introduced to us yeah. after Wingspan. Yeah. And the week after we played Viticulture, and uh, we almost got Viticulture as well, but uh, we held back until we've had a couple of Wingspan play yeah. uh, in our, under our belt as well. But, yeah. And yeah. I received just yesterday, I saw it on Etsy, Hmm. Some uh, so a game we played a while ago, Obsession. Obsession, yes, which of is yeah. a surprisingly fun game set in Victorian England. Hmm. Actually, that's a theme that actually is very rare in the board game world. And so, if you like like Downton Abbey and stuff, this is right up your alley. Yeah, but it's a really interesting game. But it has a whole bunch of meeples that are have are colored. Hmm. But so what I got off Etsy is actually a bunch of stickers. Oh. That you put on the meeples on yeah. both sides that makes the servant meeples look like the servants. <laughs> oh, really? You can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to show you, yeah. but I, I don't know why I got it. It was like five bucks or something, but I just Amazing. I just thought, oh, that would that, that would make this game even more immersive because yeah. it's kind of a game where when you're playing it, you can't help but talk in an English accent mm, and yeah. like kind of read all the fluff text on the on the uh, cards the guest so cards. Much context in it. yeah because it's like oh my god this gets and, and you really kind of get into it thematically yeah it's quite a thematic game in terms of the rules too and mm -hmm. so now with the little stickers on the meatballs it would be even more <laughs> thematic so <laughs> it's also the pictures of each of those cards that uh just have those faces and old looking photos yeah. on it that makes it so per like it make it feels real um yeah. when it comes to the the parties and all the gents and yeah. gals that are there yeah. so they recently kayenta came out with a expansion mm. for um uh, obsession and there were two previous expansions so, so now i got all the stickers for the extra meeples but i don't oh. have the expansions so now i'm like oh maybe i need to, get the, need to get the expansion i got the stickers yeah. already i hear i hear that the box already has the expansion in mind as well right? well that's so, the amazing thing because yeah. mm -hmm. um Dan Halligan, I think he's the designer, yeah. and he designed it so the original box holds everything. And so in my original box right now, there mm. are empty boxes yeah. that yeah. are designed to hold the expansions. Uh, so, And he has videos on his YouTube. Here's how you pack it. That's just um, fantastic. That's just like a next level design. That event. is next level. Sometimes <laughs> when you get an expansion, you're like, oh, this is not going to fit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, you need an extra box to And that's annoying yeah. because then yeah. if you get it to fit, what do you, what do, you do with the extra box? And yeah. you, know, you keep the extra box. I still have like wingspan boxes lying around <laughs> that are empty. Um, yeah. yeah, so... Uh, I'm, I'm toying with getting those expansions now because uh, that will also kind of open up the game. It doesn't really add extra mechanics. Mm -hmm. It just gives you more options in terms of like families and stuff, Yeah, which I like. Uh, speaking of expansions and things, so let's talk a little bit about um, just to let people, this is the pilot episode. So we're yeah. just, you know, this episode, we're just talking about ourselves and letting mm -hmm. people know what we're doing and who we are. Yeah. But um, just, you know, some of the things that we're going to be talking about, some of the topics that we've come up with to cover on our podcast. So mm -hmm. you know, we can, we're going to go over various things like maybe uh, certain kinds of mechanics and games that we like and don't like. Mm -hmm. You know, why do we like board gaming so much? Like mm -hmm. from a, a visceral kind of 
point um you know like we said we like to open the games is that one big reason why we like board games well probably yeah uh-huh. um yeah <laughs> it's like getting a, an iphone almost like every other month which is uh something that <laughs> yeah. does not happen it happens like number once every numbers of years but uh that is true opening yeah. a phone has that same feeling because of the packaging the packaging everything there um and getting something new that smells new and that has that new feeling. I think there is something about that. Yeah. Um, I came across an interesting topic that we'll definitely cover Mm -hmm. uh, that was on a YouTube video, enemies of gaming. What stops people from playing Mm -hmm. board games, getting into it or or playing more often? So that's an interesting topic that we want to cover. That's a great question. We're going to talk about expansions, pros, cons. Do you need them? You know, uh, going to talk uh, maybe about certain designers. I, de- I think we definitely need to do like a Lacerda episode yes. um, because his his work uh, definitely deserves an episode of its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really want to do an episode talking about Kickstarter and crowdfunding mm-hmm. and how that kind of maybe impacts the enjoyment of board games or mm. whether you actually get into them or actually whether you can buy them these days. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Um, speaking of stickers, we'll definitely do a episode on components, favorite kinds of components, least favorite kind of components. Do you need deluxe components? <laughs> do you, how many deluxe components do you need? Uh, yeah. My daughter's in the corner. She's got thumbs up on deluxe components. Thumbs up on deluxe components. <laughs> it makes a difference to people. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about art styles. We'll talk yeah. about inserts. We're going to talk about all sorts of things about yeah. board games other than doing reviews, yeah. um, which I think is really interesting and going to be fun to talk about. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about analysis paralysis. For analysis sure. paralysis. My <laughs> wife will be a guest. She's going to be a guest person. guest of honor yeah. on guest that. Guest of episode. honor on that for sure. She, As a flag flag yeah. flying <laughs> uh, AP expert. Yeah. I want to talk about um, sportsmanship, mm-hmm. salty gaming. Mm-hmm. You know um, that kind of thing. Uh, recently, I've been watching the. Um, live stream games from the World Series of Board Gaming, which, if you don't know, is like basically what it is. It's like a, a championship of board gaming that they hold in Vegas every year. Yeah. And so those people are there to win. I mean, the prize money is like $25,000 or board something. Board gaming so professionals. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not anything to, to sniff at. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and the sportsmanship level, from what I can see, is super high. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in other kinds of gaming, for example, Warhammer, yeah. sportsmanship has at some time, some points been very low, mm-hmm. even while people are on stream. Oh, so, yeah. you know, what what's the difference? Like, what... What uh, what makes people salting one time in a game and not salting yeah, another kind of cause that cultural difference? I guess almost yeah uh, yeah between um, games. And one thing I really want to talk about is luck. Mm-hmm. You know how much luck is okay? Mm-hmm. How much is too much? Too little? You know every game has some element of luck. One hundred percent. Yeah. You, you yeah. have to actually. I think you can't have a game that has no element of luck. Because that, then you solve it and it's over. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think there is something about board games that have too little luck involved as well. So there yeah. there is definitely a balance um, uh, where where a board game is just not like not going to be as enjoyable as it would have been if there was a slightly more random component in it. Yeah, yeah. So that's just uh, kind of a quick idea of just some of the um, episodes and topics that we're going to be covering. We're, we'll, we'll, the, the normal structure won't be as uh, 
uh, kind of loose as it is today, we'll you know we'll cover our recent games and we'll kind of dive straight into the topic of discussion. Yeah. And then um, I'd like to invite people to uh, send us questions or leave us feedback uh, yeah. wherever you uh, hear our podcast. Leave us uh, comments and questions. You can reach us at uh, social media. We are starting out limited, so you can see us on Instagram at Two Asians One Board. Uh, yeah, I think that's Instagram, right? Yeah. yeah. We uh, got some posts going on there. We have a YouTube channel and we're debating whether we'll upload the podcast as like a video file. Just, I don't know, with a, with a logo or something. Well, we decided not to film it as a video cast. Um, At this point in time. I yeah. Think, yeah. It, it's it's something that we're considering still. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe eventually we'll expand into doing live games and stuff because I still have all the streaming set up. Yeah. But for now, we're just going to focus on putting out good podcast content. Mm-hmm. And But we've got our YouTube channel ready to go. Yeah. And um, uh, I we haven't even started a Facebook page yet. And I don't know if we will. But uh, Facebook, definitely LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many things. I start TikToking. I don't know. TikToking, yeah. yeah but yeah, sure. definitely reach out to us. Questions and listener feedback. Uh, more comments. It helps people find the podcast. Yeah. And um, yeah, subscribe and follow along. And uh, yeah, any last minute uh, comments before we wrap up this intro show? Uh, like, subscribe, and uh, see you on the next one. I think is. Uh what people tend to end on, eh? Um, <laughs> I have watched many, but I haven't really made any myself in regards to podcasts and whatnot. So, um, so very much looking forward to this. Yeah, definitely follow and subscribe, and we'll see everybody in the next episode.